Hey friends, you're listening to Go Home Bob or You're Drunk, an irreverent media podcast. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Hey everybody, welcome to Go Home Bible, You're Drunk, uh, the podcast where we read the Bible and we reflect on our time in Christian culture and we drink about it because sometimes that's the only sane response. Uh, my name is Justin. I was a pastor for longer than I can remember, care to admit, slash, I, I just don't know because it blurs together. Like, was I paid? Was I not? Did I have authority? Was I a pastor even? I don't know. I, these are the questions I ask myself, but I'm here now and I'm enjoying it. And I have a co-host. Hello, I'm Tori. I'm, yeah, former evangelical. Same as Justin, unpaid, did, did all, the, all the free stuff though. All the free things that they would let me do. It's so weird how like earnest you are about it. And then like the farther away you get, it's just like, oh, f- what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> it's like the more time that goes by, I'm just like, what what was i doing so anyway yeah i uh i do this podcast to sort of decompress from the tens of thousands of hours that i literally spent in church yeah i think we're gonna try to do this podcast hour for hour (laughs) (laughs) to get the time back Uh uh-huh yeah Um, totally much better use of of everyone's time yeah and and the content is evergreen really much like the Bible. <laughs> Much like the Bible. Uh, this is going to be a bit of a shorter episode today where we're just going to kind of shoot the shit about what's going on in evangelicalism and the world and what's going on in our you know, corners of the world. I think, I don't know. I think we're, we're both, Tori and I both are just, I don't know. We got Feel- shit going on. Yeah, we got shit going on, feeling the weight of, of, Life in under capitalism, mm-hmm. and, exactly. And I, I have a feeling that our listeners are too. So, just gonna kind of shoot the shit about the stuff that's going on because there's so. I, the thing is, like, there's so much. Like, we, I feel like we could have a spinoff show called like Anti-Trans Today, and have <laughs> that would be so fuck. We <laughs> would get. However, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. We would get so much. We'd get so many listeners who yes. thought that it was an anti-trans podcast yes. who would like hate listen. Yeah. But maybe we could convert one or two. It's not worth it. But it, maybe it, we could it, convert the, one or two of them. Yeah. The cost to benefit ratio is just way <laughs> Not off. great. But just like, I mean, like even just that, just the waves and waves of, of anti-trans bullshit that 
honestly, like I just, it, yeah, that's just, it's fucked up and, and it's, it's unserious even like, I don't, I don't get these. I don't get these people. I'm sorry. You don't, you don't take seriously conservative dad who makes and sells wrapping paper that says, let's go, Brandon. You yeah. don't take that seriously. No, I don't. Uh, okay. Not at all. Okay. I also don't take, don't take, you know, I forgot his name. I, uh, Ron DeSantis. Meatball Ron. <laughs> Meatball Ron. <laughs> like, like, I, knew, I... <laughs> I knew the DeSantis part, but his first name just for a moment, like escaped my mind. It's Ron. And, no, uh, I'm like, I really hate that Trump came up with a nickname for him that is like so on point and so appropriate. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. what was he? He was originally, it was like Ron Sanctimonious or something, yeah. which I'm like, that that's that's too clunky, my guy. But then he's like, Meatball Ron. I'm like, okay, I this can't be beat, actually. Because, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I, I try not to go after folks' appearance, but. He looks me- a little meatballish. Meatball Ron fits. It fits. And I'm, it's I'm gonna. More, it's the vibe. It's the energy. It's not his appearance. Yeah, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's that the appearance translates the vibe so well. Like the vibe and the, and the, the suit and the ill fitting suit, honestly. Like, my man, if you're the governor of a state, find a tailor. You like, can't afford a suit. Yeah. Anyway, so. He's trying, me- he's trying to chase Trump. Meatball Ron the sanctimonious decides that you can't just be equitable in college anymore. Like you can't even teach about it. Yeah. You can't teach about it, which like, I mean, I, I know folks on Twitter that are like, I well, my job just got removed. So, uh, and, and that's, I, I, I segued from unserious cause it just, I mean, obviously these are serious things, but it's like, I, he's an unserious person. He's an unserious person. Like fundamentally. Yeah. And, and kind of like the bargain store Gimli on Twitter who, you know, talks about like women shouldn't wear yoga pants unless their husband's watching them work out privately in their home or something. It's like, you're just an unserious person. Like, I'm just going right. to block you because I, you don't, I don't even, need this shit in my life. you don't even like warrant a response. And uh-huh. unfortunately meatball Ron <laughs> has power. And so mm-hmm. we have to like take him seriously, but it's just completely unserious that now you can, you know, the, the freedom loving party, the party that's like, you know, you're free to do whatever you want is saying you're not free to teach about diversity, equity and inclusion in college. In college. <laughs> right. And yeah, it's, it's just very odd. And I, I, I don't know. It's very, yeah. I don't know why. So because backtracking just a little bit with 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 our guy here, Uncle Ron, as Brad calls him every mm-hmm. week on Straight White American yeah. Jesus, he kept like he kept trying to go after Disney. And honestly, like kind of what he was this is this is like a whole week and a half ago at this point. So it'll be like two or three weeks by mm-hmm. the time this airs. And honestly, like he was kind of he, he was it sucks because he like almost wasn't wrong. like corporations have too much power and disney is like its own private country functionally in a lot of ways and Mm -hmm. like that's a little bit fucked up and i i mean i don't i I don't have any experience with anything even remotely close to that but i do know like nike world headquarters is here in portland and it's the same shit of like we're we're not gonna be incorporated because then you'll tax us and we don't want to pay taxes so you just have to make us our own city and they've been Mm -hmm. doing this for like 
fucking decades. Like since I was a little kid, they've been doing this. And certainly Disney has been doing it for way longer than that, yeah. you know, but it's, it is, it's, a, it's a little bit fucked up, you know, uh, not to say that, that, that Ronnie over there has any business trying to fix anyone else's fucked up because he does not. But I'm, I'm like, I'm really intrigued because I don't know why, but I distinctly remember my mother frequently telling me like, you never, just like you never sue TriMet, which is the local like public transit authority situation here in Portland or Disney, because they will just keep suing you until you run out of money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this was like a thing that I was told growing up. So when he started like fucking with with Disney, I was like, "Do you have Why? a long term strategy here, sir? Like, yeah, what like, is what is the plan precisely? And why do you think you'll win this?" People go to Disney or go to Florida for Disney or to die. Like literally, that is that is why they come. So it's yeah. it's fascinating to me that like he would even pick this fight. But I, I mean, I do agree in the sense that like. Amazon, Apple, like all, any every right. major corporation, totally. like totally has so much power to find tax loopholes created by the Republicans, by the way. Now, maintained by Democrats, you know, like no one's trying to close yeah. this shit. Not not getting off the hook. Yeah. And so like, yeah, it makes sense. But it's also like, my man, like, you're not going to win that. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, but it fucking sucks now because they're going to go in and they're going to like. I mean, I hope that they grind him into dirt, but but more realistically, they're just going to have more power on mm-hmm. the other side of this fucking lawsuit, mm-hmm. which then all the other corporations are going to be like, hey, legal precedent, like sign us up for that shit, too. Yeah. And then it's like, OK, you you fucked all of us. <laughs> but like, and then, like, can't you just leave well enough alone? And then, you know, there's going to be some like you know, sovereign, whatever dude that's like, I got an LLC. I'm going to declare my house, my own country, you know? (laughs) And with the way this fucked up Supreme Court is like, well, if Disney can be its own city, then you, you too, Cletus. Corporations are people, baby. Cletus can have your own town (laughs) and your own backyard (laughs) and not be taxed. Like, Oh God. Oh my God. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's such a mess. And I just, I don't think that he has much of a long-term strategy here. Like it feels very much like scattershot. He's just throwing shit out constantly because all he wants to do is like keep his name in the news. Yeah. Like, and that's in the, the hopes that he can like beat Trump, which he fucking can't. So no. And the, the wild thing is like, yeah, like I don't, I just don't, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I'm just so far removed. Like, like, it, yeah, it's just it's this constant spam of just like right. bullshit, and, right? Yeah, and and to what end? Like to what other than other than just raw power? I mean, or just like oh, because I can do a thing? Like even like this whole I, I don't know. Like I keep hearing people talk about gender ideology, which I think is made up. I love that he's like, if you want to do gender ideology, <laughs> like. <laughs> What are you talking about? No, what's actually really funny about it is that, that they're the ones with the gender ideology. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, they're the ones doing gender ideology. Our gender you, ideology like, is like, 
be yourself, my man or woman right? or <laughs> or whoever, or whatever. Like, enjoy being a person. Like yeah. no one fucking cares. Yeah, but like in terms of in terms of like actual ideology, and it's like you're you're literally using state violence to enforce your gender ideology. Like nobody else is doing that. Yeah. So yeah, what? And I I mean I like with with Donald Trump, we you saw very clearly that like whatever he was accusing other people of doing, he was mm-hmm. doing. Like that mm-hmm. was like, you know, projection one oh one. And and it ended up being the case most of the time. And I mm-hmm. feel like the whole Republican Party has kind of just taken that on as like like you're trying to indoctrinate our children while we indoctrinate our children. <laughs> Well, and I think that I think that the other thing too is that they like 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 DeSantis is mimicking Trump in this like I'm just going to throw stuff out there all day long every single day. Like there's no breaks. We're not going to stop to take a breath. Like if this is just a constant nonstop like mm-hmm. every little thing, every nook and cranny, every time I can get my name into like the national media. We should not know this man's name. No. Like, for fuck's sake, we should not even know this man's name. And, and, but that's what Trump did, right? It was like every mm-hmm. fucking day. It's like your alarm went off and you're like, Jesus Christ, what did he tweet this morning? What did he you do? Know? Yeah. And so, like, I, I mean, I think that, I think that, I think that, I think that Ronnie has taken that, that, uh, taken a page out of, out of Trump's book on that for sure. But the thing is, he is, he is slightly competent and Trump wasn't really. So, that sucks. Mm-hmm. And like, he can't win. So then now I'm like, okay, what, like, what are you, what are you going to do? Yeah. And it's, it's after all this is over after you have not won the nomination. Yeah. It's interesting that religion news services kind of, they, when did this come out? Uh, it was May 2nd, 2023. Talked about how he has, this is an opinion piece, but talked That's about how the news. DeSantis has kind of, shifted away from any talk about god mm-hmm. in his rhetoric i mean he'll yeah. still use those like lines of like you know the um and maybe this is a trigger warning for trans folk but I'll, like he talk they'll talk about mutilation and all that kind of stuff like that but not like right. not anything about like god's design or whatever like kind of he's like right. stripped out a lot of his religious language and i'm wondering yeah. this may be a good segue into our next kind of story I'm wondering if this is because they're seeing the SBC numbers declining drastically. Mm. And they're like, we still need to keep this like ideology that we have going for us. This like very anti-trans whatever, but we don't need to court religious voters with it. Yeah. We need to like almost like appeal like this is a scientific thing or this is a, this is just Mm. the right thing, but it has nothing to do with like the Bible or anything. We're not going to bring that into it. Right. And it's also has nothing to do with science. No, it does not. I, to, yeah, to be clear. Like, right. Science is clear that gender is complicated. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, they're 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 trying to Yeah, they're trying they're trying to use scientific language to sell their ideology or like to force their ideology on people, right? Like this mm-hmm. is this is like the state. But I think that, you know, Trump Trump really definitively proved you don't you don't have to fucking be a Christian. You don't have to pretend to be an mm-hmm. evangelical in order to win these people. Like they're they're at this point, it's like they either have to vote for you, 
like evangelicals is like, well, you're the Republican, which means you're against abortion. So as long as you say I'm against abortion, like if those words come out of your mouth, right, it's like you can't be racist unless you say I hate black people. Right. Mm -hmm. It's got to be like this explicit thing of like, just say the words. I even think that if they said I hate black people they could find a way to spin that as not racist. No, and I, I totally agree. But like if it if it's something if it's something like uh I don't know, mass shooter, since we have those every week now, where it's like, well he's it's not it's like, yeah, he has he has he has a swastika tattooed on him, but like he's Hispanic. He can't be racist. Yeah, and, <laughs> like, and the swastika is an ancient symbol that ha- Yeah, that, that, totally. Like, That's what it's that about, bullshit. sweetie. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's 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 about it's about Hinduism. It has nothing to do with the SS on his other leg on the other side of his yeah. body. Like Those they're unrelated. Are two lightning bolts. <laughs> That's not the also SS. ancient symbols. I don't know if you know yeah. this. Like ancient symbols. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the, you- the swastika was a is a is a pagan symbol that is true in this um, particular context though no it's the, not no no you don't you don't sorry buddy like um, if you live in india have at it otherwise no yeah, um no swastikas no if you're if you look like me and for those that haven't listened long enough i am i am very white if you look like me you don't get to go anywhere near a swastika <laughs> right it's just off limits to you i don't make the rules but i do enforce them and <laughs> That's one of them. Yes, yes, truly. And I think that I think that Trump really kind of showed like we don't need these fuckers. Like they're going to come along with us regardless mm-hmm. as long as we say the magic words, right? Which yep. is, you know, again, it's like it's not dissimilar to how they sold Christianity to us. Is it's like you're going to burn forever unless you say the magic words. Yep. And then you're set and you can kind of do whatever you want, depending on like your position and like the social hierarchy. Like nobody's going to hold you accountable because it's, you know, as we talked about before, it's like the devil is the one holding people accountable for being shitty. The the devil's the one doing the work here. (laughs) Right. Exactly. And like, if it's like, they're just, they're just being attacked by being held accountable for the things they actually said and did is, is sort of this, this, uh, the evangelical kind of narrative at this point. But yeah, I think that they've Trump made it very clear that he's like, we don't owe these people anything like they're they're They will fall all over themselves to Mm -hmm. vote for us. Like we, we can give them nothing. Yeah. And they still think that we're the good guys. Yeah. They'll think they will literally think that I'm the, the greatest president ever slash like somehow symbolizing Christ and like virile masculinity. <laughs> well, that's 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 the guy they worship. I mean, I mean that is why true. Jesus, why Jesus does yeah. drive a monster truck, but because someone was mean to him as a child. They're also in steady decline. This is this is the conundrum I want us to talk about. Like, yeah, the newest numbers from the Southern Baptist Convention, which is the largest evangelical denomination in the United States, like. Steady decline since 2006, sharp decline since 2016, and even sharper decline since 2020. I think they hemorrhaged somewhere like a half a million members in one just last year. Mm. So, I mean, and I mean, to put it in context, the United States is like 300 million people. So, like, losing half a million people in a year that's not nothing. That's that's not nothing. Especially when you were like 16 million at your height. So like, I think the numbers haven't been this low since like the seventies. So 
So they're losing people either to death from lack of caring about COVID to, you know, just folks walking away to just not, you know, gaining new members. Cause like part of it's too, like, it's not just like a lack of members, like baptisms are down, like everything is down. Oh, so there's, yeah. there's, no, yeah. there's nothing that, that is growing right now mm-hmm. other than the, you know, the, valid accusations of sexual assault those are growing (laughs) nothing else is growing but nothing else is growing so like if this is all falling apart which is what the numbers seem to indicate why the fuck am i worried about ron DeSantis becoming president you know like and i don't think that's gonna happen but it's there's not a non-zero possibility that it does happen right and the numbers don't the the math doesn't math Mm mm-hmm and yeah. I'm I'm feeling a way about it. Yeah, totally. I mean, this is very much the like as I say, I say all, I say this all the time on this show and like a bunch of other shows actually. <laughs> it's like we're we're watching the term evangelical morph from a religious identifier to a political identifier kind of in real time and I think that mm-hmm. people have very much realized like oh, I don't have to I don't have to participate in church. Like, I think that there was a time when this, and this is actually, this is really fucking interesting. And I just put this together in my head just now, right? That like when you and I were growing up, like kind of pre the internet where you could find your entire fucking community, like find all of your people online, which, Mm -hmm. you know, has, has a lot of pros and a lot of cons to it, but that's where we are right now. Before then it was like, you had to go to church, right? And that was sort of, you know, you didn't have to go every single week, but you had to show your face and you had to like make an appearance essentially. Yeah. And that was kind of how you like proved your evangelicalness essentially. Yeah. And I think that, I think that with, with Trump, with the pandemic, pe- with the, with social media being what it is that people are beginning to realize that I, n- no, I don't actually have to, I don't have to, I don't have to do that. I don't have to go to church. I don't have to like give my money. I don't have to like check the box. Like, I'm connected enough as is between like my little media media ecosystem and like the people I'm connected with online and like whatever else I'm doing. I don't have to go to church and like to prove that I'm an evangelical, which is very clearly what is happening, right? Like the people yeah. who are identifying as evangelical fewer and fewer of them are attending church or even espousing a belief in like the death and resurrection of Jesus. But mm-hmm. what is really fucking interesting because I was listening to, I was listening to the episode of straight white American Jesus that came out this today, this morning, which is like, it's Monday the 15th when we're recording this, but the guest that Brad had on, which I, I can't remember her name and I'm so sorry, but she studies extremism, like 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 kind of domestic extremism. And one of the things that she noted was that there has been a kind of a similar trajectory because they're talking about radicalization and 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 mass shooters. And the she kind of notes that like in the past, you sort of had to kind of be you would you'd be invited to become like a member of a group. Like somebody would bring you with them to like the clan party or like in our lifetimes more likely. They'd like bring you with them to like the neo-Nazi party and you'd have yeah. your little whatever and you'd be initiated somehow, right? They'd they'd like make sure that you weren't a cop. They actually never, never do that, which is fucking hysterical to me but uh, they ended up like initiating like a bunch of like fbi agents which you know sometimes that actually worked out in the interest of public safety but that aside you and you had to kind of like that's how you became indoctrinated pre the internet 
right? It was you like you had to physically attend and be in a physical space with people. And like there was bullshit on the radio, right? Like sometimes there'd be bullshit on TV, but like for the most part, you had to physically be in a place. And well, and, and now it's people's news too was typically like the CBS nightly news or something. Right. Right. You know, which is, you know, which is still the news, but it's not, it's pretty bland. There's not mm-hmm. like a slant. It's just, you know, here's the news. Right. And they weren't trying to incite anything. Mm-hmm. They were, you know, I think that there was at some point in our history, like at least a modicum of interest in just like being like, Okay, just the facts, right? This is what happened. Like, make up your own goddamn mind. Mm -hmm. But the thing that we're seeing with these mass shooters is they are also not affiliated with any group. They are not, like, they're not attending, like, Nazi, neo-Nazi rallies. You know, they're not going to these, like, fucking patriot prayer group necessarily. Like, they, they have a, they'll have a, like, a community online. They'll post shit online. And, and, but they're getting fully radicalized online. They're not part of, they're not associated yeah. with any group. You They're not associated with any like ideology. Exactly. And be radicalized. Totally. Yeah. But I think that that's really, really interesting that we're seeing like we're seeing this some like kind of kind of mirrored in a sense, right? And and I think I think it's kind of a problem if we're looking at if we're looking at like the lack of the lack of like connection on like community that we have now, like yeah. on the whole for everybody, right? But for those two groups which thankfully one is much smaller than the other but just still jesus christ one is like one is like kind of a feeder into the other unfortunately the yeah that you don't have to associate with a group you don't have to attend meetings you can just be like oh yeah these are my people sweet i'm gonna go shoot up whatever yeah like you know the church is declining but you know 4chan is here for me (laughs) Yeah. And yeah. And that's it's yeah, it's weird because like being a Christian in some of these circles is is just another identifier. Like, like it's not there's not like a and there's like a host of ideologies that come with it, but they aren't Mm -hmm. they aren't based on the Bible. They're not based on anything. They're basically, you know, and not even Republican talking points anymore. Yeah. You know, just weird, radical bullshit. Um, I mean, they really lost control with Trump. And I think that they know that Mm -hmm. now. They were too dumb, apparently, to realize it before now. But yeah, it's like, as you always say, Justin, like the tail wags the dog at this point. Like there's no, they've completely lost control, which again is something very different. (laughs) Yeah. And, and it's, and yeah, the whole Q, I mean, QAnon was a whole like phenomenon that, Mm-hmm. And I say this on my other podcast, Red Rev Covery, that a large a lot of pastors that are leaving ministry because they're finding that like Facebook and a lot of these online groups, they're the ones that are discipling, if we can use that yeah. word, um, radicalizing. Yeah. But like that's the main place where people get their theology. Mm-hmm. That's the main place where people get their this is what a good Christian is. And church mm-hmm. is kind of like, yeah, that's this nice thing I go to on Sundays if maybe if I feel like it. But what I really get is, you know, my Facebook mom group where they post about how Britney Spears, not Britney Spears, good God, Taylor Swift <laughs> is uh, a witch. Is know. a witch. See a few episodes. I mean, ago. I'm sure they posted about how Britney Spears is also a witch. Let's True. be honest. <laughs> also. <laughs> And she was delivered of that because she cut off her hair, which is Satan's glory. And, you know, when she buzzed her head, like back in like 2005 or something, 
Um, okay. I don't know. Okay, cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think someone someone said like, because that was like when she turned 30 or something. She like buzzed her head and did all kinds of crazy stuff. And then and then someone was like, yeah, now that I'm like 33, I kind of understand Britney Spears circa 2005, 2006. Like, I get it. Like, oh, fuck it. I'm oh. done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Let's, let's take a, I think we need to maybe take a quick <gasps> capitalism break. Our Do some idol break. worship. Do some idol worship. You know, we're going to revel in Satan's glory. Yeah, and you do idol worship, and then you pass the plate. It's totally normal. This is this is how cults work now. Yes. So worship, um, maybe buy something only if it suits you, and then uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll be back in a second. First Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change. It's a podcast about seeking moral high ground. And it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcast, And if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know. Hey, everybody. Thank you very much for engaging in some idolatry with us. It's one of the best. One of the best things we do, I think, is idol worship on this show. And yeah, some of you choose to worship idols with us in the form of becoming patrons, which is delightful. And we very much appreciate it. So uh, yeah, we have a we have a new patron to thank. If you would like to be a patron, it's very simple. You can go to patreon.com slash go home Bible. Sign up at whatever tier you'd like. You get fun little gifts, goodies, hangs, all kinds of stuff. If you uh, if you're so inclined, if you're into that sort of thing, and um, yeah, that is how we keep this show on the road, as it mm-hmm. were. Um, yes. <laughs> despite like our many many hundreds of cents that we get from ad revenue, um, <laughs> it's. It's mainly the patrons that like keep this thing running. Yeah. So the patrons, thank you are, very much. You you, for, you all drive the show to all. Yes, thank you so much to all the patrons who make it so that we don't have to pay out of pocket to make this show happen every single week. Mostly every week, almost every week. Um, Most yeah. weeks we don't Most pay weeks. out of pocket. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, we do have a new patron, as I yes. said. So so this is Ty. They are our new youth pastor, and everyone at the youth pastor tier gets a life verse. Tori and I being your ordained ministers in the Second Church of the Drunken Bible, we have the authority to do this. True. Um, and and, True. On, on, and only us, apparently, according mm-hmm. to the cult leader's handbook that we have read. Uh, <laughs> that we bought on Amazon. Yes. <laughs> um. So, so Ty, thank you so much for your support, but also here's your life first. So I'm going to flip through the Bible, close my eyes in the way of bibliomancy and point. All right, here we go. Oh, this is a lovely one. This is Psalm 104, verse 15. Wine that gladdens human hearts 
oil to make their faces shine, and bread that sustains their hearts. That is delightful. There you go. I like it. Uh, this feels like a good cross stitch to go into a kitchen. <laughs> Also, I would just like to remind everybody who was listening that the wine back then was a lot weaker. It was like 2%. So mm, it's mm, fine. Jesus yeah. didn't actually drink. And no, they had strong drink as well. But no, they didn't. <laughs> that the- would, if Jesus drank, then that was sin. Then Jesus sinned. What are you trying to say, Justin? Are you trying to say Jesus sinned? Apparently I am. <laughs> he, was, I mean, he was known to I, be a drunkard. He was accused am- of that. I am, yeah, I am too. Well, that that could have just been that could have just been like nasty rumors. You know how people get when you, when you take those like blurry, out of context Instagram well, here's the photos thing. that here's you the post. Thing. You don't get called a drunkard unless you drink. Like, because if Jesus was a teetotaler and they're like, "You're a drunk," he'd be like, "No, I've never drank." And it'd be <laughs> He's the like, end of it. Yeah, wouldn't he just be like, "I'm a Nazarene." Or something. Yeah. Nazarite. Which one is it? I never got. I could never figure those two out. Nazarene, Nazarite, well, whatever. I don't know. But Ty. Um, Ty, thank you. Wine, oil, and bread, bread to you. All of the best things. <laughs> Truly. Objectively true. But this is why we all love the Italian restaurant where you get wine, oil, and bread. Should I talk about Olive Garden again? Uh, no. You don't get oil at, at Olive Garden, do you? It's just breadsticks. I don't know. Macaroni Grill. What is that place called? Macaroni I don't remember. Grill. What it's, I don't. Yes. We don't have that anymore here, but that's really or, fucking funny. Or if you want to be highbrow, Carabas. Oh, yeah. I've never even say I've never even heard of that. Oh, never. Uh, Carabas actually is pretty good. Okay. I'll, I'll just say that. So, and I did back in the day, I did rock me some Macaroni Grill and Olive mm-hmm. Garden, too. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it is mm-hmm. it is ketchup. The sauce is ketchup at Olive Garden. <laughs> I'm going to say it like let's not pretend it's highbrow. But you know what? Sometimes it hits the spot. I'm not going to shame anybody that enjoys it. I'm just going to yep. say you're eating ketchup. In yeah, noodles. well, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. I and still it, order mac and cheese as yeah. an adult and, because it's delicious. And do that. Like I microwaved Kraft macaroni and cheese for my kiddos. Actually, it might not even been Kraft. It might have just been like the store brand. Yeah. like. Cheese noodles, Kroger. you know, cheese, like, Kroger cheese noodles, yeah, Kroger cheese noodles. <laughs> um, uh-huh. And they were great. So not mocking food choices, but just like, no, see, we're here, we're not an elitist podcast. Here's at the thing. All. I don't mind crappy food, but don't pretend you're good. Like, yeah, this is why perfectly like, reasonable. This is why everyone loves Pabst Blue Ribbon as a beer. Like, because they not, know they they know they know their PBR. They're not they, pretending to be anything else. Yes, they're not trying to be some IPA whatever nonsense. Speaking of IPA nonsense, I I ran a half marathon in Cincinnati a couple weeks ago or last week. I don't even remember. And what is time? What is time? And there was a local brewery that was giving out little like you know, little bits of beer, like as one of their like refreshment things, you know, shots, shots of beer, shots of beer, you know, okay, you know, like you have a hydration station and then seems you like a, a very station. racy thing to half marathon thing to do. Yeah. Well, sure. well, of, of course, the local brewery was giving out like IPAs, which are not refreshing in any way. <laughs> Here, guy, you, you just ran a half marathon. You don't run nine miles and like, oh, 
I want an IPA. I want an IPA. No, but I will say near the end of the race, there was like probably some Anheuser-Busch like Bud Light, you know, or Coors or whatever it was. That was fucking fantastic. Oh, hell yeah. Like, for sure. So if you've been running 10 miles. Absolutely. Yeah. After that, crisp, refreshing, <laughs> not piney. Like. <laughs> I want a tree sap. I'll look a tree like. Oh, well, gin is so good. What are you talking about? How dare you? So sir? gin, I will say it's probably the first. This is the most we've ever talked about alcohol in our drunken podcast. I feel like it might be, yeah. Maybe. I feel like it might be. Certain kinds of gin are w- really nice, I will say. Mm-hmm. But other kinds of gin make me never want to drink gin again. <laughs> I don't know. Like Maybe it's just because like, I'm from the Pacific Northwest. Like I was born eating pine needles off the ground. Like That's just <laughs> how it goes here. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, I have, I have recently... I have recently discovered like extra dirty martinis and just like always with gin, obviously Mm, just, I don't know. I don't know why that would be a question, but just to clarify gin martinis and like, yeah, it's delightful. It's drunken. It's drunken olives. Yeah. Stuffed with cheese. The, the, this is an olive (laughs) delivery system. It is. It is. It is. Yeah. And it's wonderful. But anyway, yeah, I have I'm I have eaten I've eaten my fair share of pine needles, I'm sure. Yeah. Off the ground. Not gonna do it. Should I do I wanna pursue that line of conversation? I don't know. Oh, me being a baby and eating the pine needles that fell off the tree? I'm like, that's just normal. That's just like that's just like an American upbringing. It is it is vitamin C. I, I don't say. know if that's true. But no. <laughs> there was happens. some survival show I watched that they made some kind of pine tea and they said it had vitamin C in it. I've not Googled this. In case you're dying of scurvy in the forest. I like guess. what? <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like one of those survivalist shows where they like they make a tent and stuff. I'm like, really? Like, you should probably just find a river and walk down it right. <laughs> to find. Yeah, you know, like I'm not making pine tea. While I'm stranded. You're like, this has zero calories. Why am I taking... It's costing me more energy to make this tea than I yeah. will get from drinking it. Yeah. Did they did they say to put sap in the tea? I, Just curious. I'm, I'm guessing that the sap was in the tea from the pine needles. But oh, Okay. They didn't, they didn't ask you to, like, milk the tree or anything? No. So, okay. yeah, I didn't get a demonstration on tree milking, so... Fair enough. Speaking of tree milking... Texas uh, wants to hang the Ten Commandments in the classroom. And they've, been, they've been milking that tree for a long time. Yeah, they have been milking that tree. And I, uh, yeah, white Christian nationalism come again. Yeah. And I've heard a lot of boomer Christians talk about basically how the world fell apart when we removed God from schools. Oh, you mean what you mean when segregation ended? <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. And sure, sweetie. And how, you know, we need prayer in schools. We need the Ten Commandments in schools. Because, you know, if the Ten Commandments are up there, a kid might read them and they might follow them. You know, and it's like, well, like my my girls, like they have like their little elementary school rules, like up on the hallway, like that they pass by every day. Like, does that automatically mean every child is going to follow the whatever elementary high five or whatever? You know? I mean, I don't know. If it were that easy, man, this would be a completely different ballgame. 
yeah. If all it, you had to do was post stuff up, like this is this is the thing. And I think that when you have that kind of worldview of like everything is very simplistic, like black and white thinking. Yeah, you're like, oh, yeah, this will fix things. Mm-hmm. Like if people could just see. Right. Yeah. People could right. just see what was what was going on. If people the, could just read the Ten Commandments and know like, oh, I shouldn't shouldn't murder people oh yeah the 10 commandments that were part of the law that jesus came to fulfill like i don't anyway okay now you're just getting way too into theology and i'm kind of uncomfortable so you need to cut it out with that no we don't we don't we don't have to get that deep into it okay it's just basic morality because the 10 commandments your neighbor's ass the 10 commandments still apply but like the shellfish things don't the selfish things don't? The shellfish. Oh, shellfish. Sorry. It's probably <laughs> hard to enunciate that word. No, it's fine, but I, I, know, yeah, I never know. I'm like, are you saying shellfish or selfish? <laughs> yeah. We can eat shellfish, but we also cannot covet our neighbor's ass. Blended fibers. And blended fibers. Shaving, shaving your beard. Yeah. And we also can't do the whole like abortion to divine whether or not someone was unfaithful. Because God's pro-life now. But hey, we need to put those Ten Commandments up. Mm-hmm. Like, I actually remember a sermon at a Southern Baptist church where they were like preaching through the Ten Commandments and they got to the murder one. Oh, boy. And I remember the sermon and I remember the pastor being like, killing someone in war is not murder. Killing okay. someone in self-defense. Like, just like, it's okay. only murder if they didn't deserve it. Like basically, they didn't quite say that, but like I just remember, like that was kind of the logical conclusion. Like, I feel like Gandalf would have some things to say about this. Actually, <laughs> yes, like my like, I don't know this is kind of just out of left field, but my like, because I've thought a lot about like, what do I think about war? What do I think about you know self defense and pacifism and things like that? And I think like where I've fallen on this is. I'll even use a theological framing. Like I think sometimes the sins of others require us to sin ourselves, but I think it's important to couch it like that to not be like, this is okay. I'm the good guy. I'm the good guy. You're the bad guy. And me killing you is good. Like, no, it's never good to kill people ever, but sometimes there are Nazis and you have to do something, but it's also something you need to repent of and get therapy for. And uh-huh. it's uh-huh. never, it's never good. It's always represents a failure. That's kind this of where I've like, landed. Yeah, totally. I, this is really fascinating, right? Cause this is like kind of the entire, uh, the entire premise of, of Franz Fanon's wretched of the earth. Mm-hmm. Right. Is that people, because he, you know, he's this, he's this French, he's this black French Algerian psychiatrist, psychologist. can't remember mm-hmm. like working with, with these French, military people who have committed atrocities right and like are experiencing ptsd because like your nervous system is actually not okay with you doing shitty stuff and you know he very much talks about like acknowledging that like even though these people are going out and like murdering like my literal biological family Mm -hmm. like that shit fucked them up (laughs) And like yeah. he kind of details that that piece of it of like your nervous system is just not is just never going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm just I'm just a killer. Right. It's like this mm-hmm. is just like a really impersonal thing. It doesn't affect me. I'm immune to like the 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 nervous system consequences or like the ethical the ethical consequences that exist in, in my body. Like your 
yeah, no. It's very, very fascinating. My brain went two places immediately as you were talking about this. The other, the other piece of it being that my my kid, my ten year old, is like, you, you know, he's he's always trying to like come up with. He's always like writing movie scripts and coming up with ideas for like movies and TV shows and like decolonization efforts, uh, taking over the UN and giving colonized nations back to the people that this is had them originally. He's he's. I thought I was doing a cool thing by like having my kids not, you know, my kids don't fight about like Iron Man versus Batman, right? My kids fight about like, is Vatican City a real nation? <laughs> like, <laughs> which I thought I was doing the right thing. I no longer think that now that they can actually fight and they have very yeah. strong opinions because I guess they're related to me or something. Yeah. Now <laughs> you're like, hey, Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> can we just like cool it on the like, geopolitical warfare going on in my back seat right now but yeah he had this he was putting forward this idea and talking about like oh yeah you know like you just you just get all the bad guys if you're the good guy you know and he wasn't talking about like literally he was talking about like a a, a movie or something but he was just like mm-hmm. yeah you just get all the bad guys and you kill them and then there's no more bad guys left and like I'm, i know that i already said this but like my response to him was if you've killed all of the bad guys you you have ceased to be the good guy. Yeah. You are now the bad guy. You are now the bad guy. We have seen this. Like, this has been done. There is no situation in which that is not true. And Pretty I think, consistent across cultures. Right, right. It's like there's not really an instance of, like, you killing all the bad guys and at the end you're still the good guy. Like, that's not how history looks at it in any case. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm very – obviously, like, this is a really important issue of, like – self-defense mm-hmm. and yeah. like what do you yeah what do you do if you know and, and and you know and part of it too is just like it's this fucking narrative of like crime is out of control and like whatever else and you know it it's it's not really like it's still crime is still historically low slash yeah. a lot of police departments aren't reporting their numbers for some reason <laughs> Yeah, I well, I actually question, just question finished r- listening to the um, If Books Could Kill one on Freakonomics, mm. um, which was fascinating to me. It's depressing. It, that it, book is awful. Yeah, yeah. As someone who used to listen to the Freakonomics podcast, I can say definitively, yeah. Actually, it was interesting. I, that podcast, I ended up not listening it because I was starting to shoot holes in it just myself. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> That's amazing. But anyway, yeah, like, but just talking about like violence and like, Mm -hmm. you know, like police. Well, even just like crime rates, like the crime rate is reported crimes. Right. And which uh... and governors can be and governors and mayors typically can be like, hey, I need the crime rate to be lower this year. I'm running for reelection because I'm running for reelection. And suddenly the crime rate just drops like, huh? Huh. I wonder if that has anything to do with like the likelihood that you uh like your car window gets smashed in and someone steals your stereo. Is that still a thing? Do people still steal stereos? I I, I haven't had a stereo (laughs) stolen since the nineties, so I don't know. Okay, that was a really old reference, Jesus Christ. But like, yeah, and somebody like rummages through your your glove box or whatever and you call the cops and you're like, Hey, somebody smashed my window and they just laugh at you. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like do they sucks. do they just laugh at you if it's like the mayor has been like yo bitches drop the crime drop the crime 
<laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm curious. Yeah, who, who can say? So I, I yeah, I, I it, it is an interesting thing to think about, like how we, yeah, how we view violence and how we view when it's okay. But right, who's allowed to be violent and when, under mm-hmm. what circumstances? I think right. Just to nerd out just a little bit, I one of the like this. It's actually super rewarding. So. People have strong opinions about Star Wars, especially new Star Wars, Disney Star Wars. I love all of it. Like Mm -hmm. all y'all that just hate things that are new and different. Like you have the old stuff, like just stop watching the new stuff and let me have my Star Wars anyway. But like, I feel like lately a lot of the stories have like gone into the like, hey, this is a war. What's this like? So I remember like the Clone Wars uh, series ended. Now I'm not going to spoil it or anything, but I was I watched it with my daughter, and it ends on this very bittersweet, tragic note. And like when it when it was over and the credits rolled, like I remember her being like, "That can't be how it ends." Mm, like this, yeah. this is I, she was not okay with the not way okay. Um, and, and I was I was just very honest with her, like this. That's what war is like mm-hmm. there's not like a it's not like a happy ending it doesn't end happy like i mean you i mean it it's happy for you if you come home like you know right. but like right it's it doesn't end like yeah you know like because mm-hmm. yeah it just ends on a very somber like the mm. series does and it was nice to have that moment with her yeah and i hope my, my son is like two so it'll be a while yet but I hope to have that moment with him as well. I think mm-hmm. particularly for boys in this country. I mean, yeah. you know, I mean, who knows what he'll decide to be. But but I think particularly for people that are masculine presenting, we need more war stories that are a little more on the nose and less like rah, rah. It's great. Mm-hmm. Go out and do state violence. So, yeah, I'm I'm finding a little hope in that. And maybe things will turn around. I have a I have kind of an interesting, somewhat positive story. Not what? to do with evangelicalism, but I found this interesting. You and I kind of talked about it briefly, and it's a it's in California. There's there was some they were updating some anti discrimination legislation, and there were several like Hindu and Sikh groups that wanted caste to be add added to the basically protected status. So you can't discriminate someone in housing or employment or anything based on caste. Mm, and mm-hmm. I found this, I, I, I still am finding it fascinating from a couple different angles. One is like, I've, I find it interesting that there was a group of, and I, I don't, I'm, I'm treading carefully here because I'm not like an expert on Hinduism or, you know, caste kind of discrimination, but I find it interesting that a group of religious folks can recognize that, hey, possibly there are some problematic things in our religion and there's some problematic things that are being done to people that are of lower caste. And we want to put legal protections in place so that doesn't Mm. happen anymore, particularly like the uh, Dalit or Dalat communities. I'm not sure specifically how to pronounce it or or like, yeah, like we are discriminated against. And so it's like this. Mm. I and I I say that to be like Religion, I don't think, is necessarily all bad. And I think there's ways that you can continuously reinterpret your scriptures and your practices yeah. to be more humane, more good, more beneficial to everyone that, that participates. Yeah. And, you know, I, I kind of wish there was a little more of that in Christianity, but 
if not, I just I, I felt like it was a good story. And I wanted to kind of end on that to be like, hey, like here is here's a group of folks that I think are doing um, a good thing with their faith. And and there's plenty of Christian stories as well, but I wanted to highlight that one. I felt that was so that was interesting. That's really cool. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that I, I, that's that's really fascinating to me. I mean, I'm sure it never really occurred to me before, but I'm sure you know how many people live in in California. There's clearly hundreds of thousands of people from India and Pakistan, if not millions of people, you know, from from Southeast Asian countries that that live in california so that that piece of it is super interesting to me i mean i for you know for my own part like the the people the 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 kindest people i have ever met in my life have all been sikh Mm -hmm. and i don't know i don't know what that's about Mm -hmm. (laughs) they were they were they're all just like incredibly sincere and you know i think especially like working in working in fucking retail like having people sincerely give a fuck about you is a huge deal and having like a religious group consistently like really sincerely care about how you are and having having no fucking reason to like they benefit in no way Mm -hmm. (laughs) like this interaction with me right but yeah it was like very consistent so you know, from my own from my own anecdotal perspective, I suppose it doesn't super surprise me that that's the case. That that would be something that 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 people would be advocating for. And and there's been some pushback as far as like you know because there's like you know, hey, this perpetuates stereotypes about Hindus. You know that we have right. this rigid caste system, and I I get that, but I think it's I think it's helpful to codify some things into law to be like, mm-hmm. hey, you know we recognize there are bad actors and there may not be everybody. They may not even be 5%, right. but they do exist. Right. And we, right. need to, we need a way to hold them accountable. And I, I, I have hope or I want to think that <laughs> there are enough Christians that can be like, yeah, like we should probably should codify these things and maybe not make it so easy for, you know, Ron DeSantis to be like, no woke. Cause <sighs> Jesus maybe no woke. Yeah, because Jesus. That's why. It's in the Bible. Just because Jesus. Just evoke just evoke Jesus' name and you can do anything you want. Mm-hmm. Sadly. That's only Jesus been the case. Hates for... everyone, because Jesus conveniently hates everyone I do. It's only been the case for seventeen hundred years. It's fine. Anything else, Tori? Oh. Or have we shot the shit enough? I yeah, I believe I believe we probably have. Yep. The shit has been shot. So Indeed. Thanks, everybody. It's been a somewhat more low-key episode, and at least low-key for Tori and I. Uh, this is it's kind of like recording a regular conversation with us. A little bit, yeah. This is mainly <laughs> what we talk about anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but thanks, everybody. Uh, if you like what you hear, share us with all your people and give us a five-star review on all the places, and uh, hopefully you'll see more of us. As we march to the 100th episode, I, mm-hmm. it's kind of wild. So close. Yes. <laughs> All right. We'll see you. Bye.
1 Corinthians warned you about the women with a loud mouth, and this podcast is just that. Here at the Speaking in Church podcast, we talk all about the regular people and the things that regularly happen to them in the evangelical church. It's a podcast about change, it's a podcast about seeking moral high ground, and it's a podcast for people who are just trying to deconstruct on the safe side. You can listen wherever you get your podcasts, and if you want to be a guest, yes, you, regular person, you can be a guest on the Speaking in Church podcast. If you want to come on, just let us know.